my first Mother's Day as a single mother was sort of weird. I felt like I was being selfish or something like that by telling my kids to bring me presents and spend time with me and pay attention to me. Over time, however, in fact, it was very soon right after I had that experience, that I learned differently. And when I learned how to explain to my kids what Mother's Day is and what's important, I realized that we're giving them a gift by helping the kids learn to celebrate someone else. We're teaching our kids how to speak up for themselves. We're teaching them how to honor themselves as well. And I know a lot of us moms put ourselves so far on the back burner that we don't justify celebrating ourselves until we see how it impacts our children. Not that this is right, but it's real. That's today's topic. So happy Mother's Day to you from the language of play. Are you tired of repeating yourself with your children or wonder why they don't listen? Are you frustrated because you wish your kids could communicate their wants and needs more clearly instead of whining or yelling? Are you plagued by the feeling that you cannot meet all the needs in your family? Hey parents, you don't need to stay overwhelmed and exhausted. It is possible to build strong family relationships and have boundaries that benefit kids. Hello, my name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush. I'm a mom, grandma, and speech-language pathologist of over 25 years. In this podcast, you'll find solutions to get kids to listen better and build family connection, to feel confident in managing difficult behaviors, and help your kids build more language of their own. So if you are ready to communicate in ways that build deep, meaningful connection and create a more peaceful, productive, and happy home, listen in. Let's interrupt the way you've been parenting so that you can become the parent you want to be. All right, before we get into it, I wanted to say there's a flash sale going on for Mother's Day. 75% off a one-hour coaching session. For the one-hour offer for Mother's Day, we take one problem and we tackle it. We get ideas for you. Or maybe you just want to see what coaching would, with me would be like in a one-hour session. And this sale will last through midnight on Monday. So if that interests you, or if you want to help a mom or any parent for that matter, dads are welcome too, then email Mother's Day to hello at thelanguageofplay.com and I will reply. You won't get it from somebody, you'll get it from me. And if you are interested in the full coaching package, of course that's available too. That is eight weeks focused on you and your needs and wants. And that's great too. These spots will also be available, but not until June 1st. For that, email me also at helloatthelanguageofplay.com and I will communicate with you and we'll set up a time to meet before we decide to work together. I want to thank you listeners too for your input on episode 43, which was very different from the normal type of episode where I did a recording of nature sounds and talked about how we can use nature and the sounds in nature to teach our children to listen. And also thank you for the comments from Eric as he recognized his own listening in doing the exercise. All right, let's get into it. How do we gift our kids when we allow them to celebrate us? This Mother's Day, moms, I hope that you all take a little time for yourself. I know that's like ridiculous to say because taking time for ourselves 
I remember that I thought, oh, it meant going someplace and doing something that I wanted to do. Sometimes that can work. But I was a single mom. Going someplace and doing something that I wanted to do separate from my kids really wasn't a viable option. So what I learned to do was decide what I wanted to do and invite them along with me. What benefit was this? How is it that we actually gift our children by having them focus on someone else? Well, I came up with four ways when I sat down to think about the benefit of it. And again, I didn't come up with this on my on my own. This was something that I learned on the radio listening to somebody else. So this was like me listening to podcasts before podcasts were a thing. So first, teaching our children to think about somebody else and somebody else's feelings is super important. Not that they own anybody's feelings, not that they're responsible for anybody else's feelings, but to think about somebody else and to do things for somebody else. And why is this important for children? Because children by nature are very what we call egocentric. They think about what it is that they are experiencing, what their feelings are, what their thoughts are, and they don't really know how naturally to come outside themselves and relate to somebody else. This is a learned skill. And when we pose a holiday where we have the children make something for grandma or in school they're making something for mom, they get the language that goes along with it. The language of thank you for and the recognition of what somebody else has done for them. It's a way to build in gratitude. It's a way to build in the skill set to be able to communicate with somebody about how thankful they are and to be able to use those those thoughts to be to put them in writing or to put them into a coloring or to put them into a plant that they're growing whatever it is it's that repeated reminder that they're doing something for somebody else and it stretches their psyche beyond their own natural egocentric self doing these types of activities helps them to be able to express their thoughts And then when they bring their gift to you or to whoever it is that they're celebrating, uh, this time Mother's Day, of course, is what we're focusing on, to have you receive what it is that they have done for you encourages that they are on the right track when they focus on someone else. So that's the first thing. Children learn to think about somebody else, and they get to do it joyfully, playfully, with encouragement, and they do it through a medium that they know how to do. So it's that playing with their hands. Um, that would be like maybe they're going to build something with wood or they're painting or whatever kind of thing that they're doing. Maybe they're in high school and they're doing some pottery thing. Maybe they're uh, a little kid in preschool and they're bringing a plant that they planted in a cup home. But they're learning how to think about somebody else all through the process. And they're learning how to express it with language, to express their thoughts and feelings. Now let's think about the second thing. What is a second really good reason that we give our kids a gift when we allow them to celebrate us, moms? Well, the second thing was that they plan and they prepare and they deliver. So when a child is 
when maybe they're talking in school with the teacher and the teacher's telling them this is what we're going to do for Mother's Day, it's okay that everybody's doing the same thing. They still have this experience of thinking ahead. They're planning, they're preparing, and they're going to deliver that gift to you. That process starts very small when children are small, but we know that that is a process that we have to learn as we get to be adults. How do you plan, prepare, and deliver? on what it is that you are doing. So these are like stepping stone skills for life skills. So how do you do that if you are a single mom like I was, and maybe you are homeschooling, and maybe they don't have an environment where they are being encouraged to do that for you. You still do the same thing. You say, hey, Timmy, it is Mother's Day. And that means you get to do something fun for me. What would you like to do to celebrate me? And don't feel weird about that because it is still how kids learn. They just need to be told. It doesn't have to come from somebody else in order for it to be authentic. For your children to hear you say that for you simply teaches them, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. So then you can help them along with their planning when they say that they want to make you breakfast in bed. I remember one time I got out of bed, helped them make breakfast, and then I went back to bed, tucked myself under the covers, and then they delivered the breakfast to me. It is okay to do all of those things because they're just learning. But the idea of thinking, like number one, thinking about somebody else, and then two, planning it, preparing it, and delivering it. Those are skills that a lot of times even adults we kind of break down in because we might think we're not good enough. But it starts when children are small. Let it be good enough, no matter what it is. And when they spill the coffee on your bed, bummer, but plan ahead. Put a big old bath towel down if that's what they're going to do. And if the plant dies in the process, it's okay. You say, oh, we'll just plant another one. And let it always be okay. Because over time, this can yield confidence. And that is number three. It builds confidence in your kiddo that they can communicate about these things, that they have the skills and abilities to be able to execute on these things. We know as moms, as parents, as, well, all of us in the world, don't we? We know that there are things that we just don't have the confidence to do because we feel like we're not quite going to do it good enough, not pretty enough, not right enough. Well, our children don't come to the drawing board thinking and feeling that way. Those are learned thoughts. So we get to have the opportunity with the gifts that they give us this Mother's Day to receive them joyfully, no matter what they come like, no matter how broken or wrecked they get along the way. We get to receive them with love and with joy, and it gives our kids confidence that they did it good enough. They did it right. They did it the way that was good. And that means they did it with love. They did their best. They did what they knew how. And that is enough. And in that, we build lots of confidence in our kiddos that we will receive their efforts, even when their efforts fall short. And they really just, (laughs) sometimes their efforts really fall short, as we know. But they get the confidence that they can come to us with that with what they actually end up with, with what they actually have. And we will celebrate that with them. 
We will rejoice in that. We will say thank you for that. And we will receive it with 100% honoring of their effort and the talents and skills that they have so far in their life. And sometimes it's a personality. Maybe your kid is older and you think that you're you should be able to expect more, but their personality is that they just can't seem to get things on time very well, or they can't pull it all together yet. Building the confidence in the kiddos to do more and be more will come from you receiving what it is that they've already been able to do and what they have done. That it didn't have to be perfect to be absolutely, positively wonderful and received. And that leads me to the fourth point. Your kids get to learn about you more deeply. How you receive what it is that they give to you and the conversations that you have with them along the way as they plan and they deliver and the things that happen, we all know the things that happen, they get to know you more deeply on how it is that you receive what it is that they give to you. And you build your connection with your little one based on how it is that you respond to them. Because remember, kids will connect with you based on how they feel, seen, and heard. So when you acknowledge them in a way that sees them, and they feel, seen, and heard, their connection with you draws deeper. And the way we do that is acknowledging how it is that they planned, they prepared, and they delivered We show gratitude for what it is that they have done. We read in their their thoughts, in their expression, everything good. We assume the best intent at all times. And when they spill the gift along the way, we just say, that's all right. We'll do it again. Or, that's all right. We'll clean it up. That's all right. I love you and the efforts. So, mamas, to wrap it up, How do we gift our children when we allow them to celebrate us? One, they learn to think about other people and not be so focused only on themselves. Two, they learn how to plan, prepare, and deliver a gift. Three, it builds their confidence. And four, they learn more about you, more deeply about you, and build connection based on your response. So I hope you've learned something today, and I hope that you feel very, very encouraged that you can expect your children to celebrate you this day. And if they don't know that they're supposed to just because you said Mother's Day, tell them. Be confident. You are doing well by them to have them pay attention to you, and to do something for you. And if you haven't had a practice of this in the past, they might need you to help them know what to do. For an example, when my kids were small, I would say to them, "Uh, it's Mother's Day. What I want to do today is go ice skating. Or what I want to do today is have a picnic. It can be as simple as that. And then help the kids Celebrate you by doing what it is that you want to do. And it doesn't have to be long, but we want it to be joyful. Joyful for you as well. So I hope that you learned something today. This is great. And remember that the Mother's Day 
bonus flash sales happening from now until midnight Monday night where I'm going to offer a one-hour coaching session, just a power session to work on something that you're dealing with for 75% off. So just email Mother's Day to hello at thelanguageofplay.com if there's something that you particularly would like to deal with. And as always, share this episode with other moms or dads that would benefit and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And as always, leave a review. Thank you for joining me this Mother's Day episode. And I hope that you are enjoying the beautiful springtime weather too. The link for the last episode will be in the show notes about nature. Happy Mother's Day. Remember, mamas, when you get behind the eyes of a child, you can speak in a way their brains understand. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you feel hopeful and want to hear more, please share this podcast with other parents that might want the same. I would be so appreciative if you would rate and review. You can also connect with me through the email found below.